I don't know about you, but I am thankful. I'm thankful because God provides, and God is the one that provides. God provides everything I need in weird and crazy ways. And I have a lot of different stories throughout my life of the way that God has provided for me and my family in times that we thought we were at the end of money or resources or whatever, even moving and jobs and other things. But God continues to provide, and I know that, and I give God thanks and thanksgiving during this season. And really, that is the central piece of what we do on Thanksgiving. That's why Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. I really like Christmas. I really like Easter. They signify great things for those that believe in Jesus. However, Thanksgiving is a holiday for me that has not been overtaken by weird commercial things. You don't have to buy things or give gifts or worry about Santa or the Easter Bunny or any other like strange things. And of course, Halloween is its own issue that I've talked about before and we're not even going to get into. Thanksgiving on its own brings us back to this place where if we let ourselves, if you let yourself, you can realize that your full dependence comes from God. And then because you realize that, you can thank him for everything that he provides. That's a wonderful place to be, and it covers over all of the discontentment that this world brings because of circumstances and other issues. In fact, some theologians and really smart people have said that the root of all sin is actually ingratitude, not being grateful for what God has given you or what God has provided. Because if you covet something, if you want something that somebody else has, you're more likely to desire it or take it. And I can go on and on through really all of the commandments and all of the sins because gratitude can form the base, ingratitude can form the base of all of these sins. Whereas gratitude on the other side can cover over a multitude of sins because you realize that if someone has more than you, it doesn't matter because God has given them that. But God has given you what God has given you. And that's the important thing. Now we get to culture. That's the biblical side of things. But on the culture side of things, we're in this weird period of culture where even the holiday of Thanksgiving has, uh, in some circles, been canceled because it is all about colonization or racism or slavery or whatever else it's about. It's not. It's not about that. And you, as a believer, need to stand up for what it is because what it is is thanking God for what he has given. Whether that is on the day of Thanksgiving, which is a really great thing to do, or really every day, this is something that we need to do. So we're going to go ahead and talk about a little bit of history, a little bit of application, and kind of see where we are in this whole scheme of things as Thanksgiving has upon us one more time. This is Church Public, and my name is Matt Odegaard. Let's get started. Well, again, I'm Matt Odegaard. Thank you for being with me today. As always, you can check out churchpublic.com. Check me out on all of the socials. And if you're listening on audio, you can give a five-star review, like, share, subscribe. All of that helps because I'm just trying to get the word out about who Jesus is and why you should follow him, and how we are supposed to live in this crazy world. And it is a crazy world. So I came across this verse, and I'm going to unpack it a little bit later, but I wanted to start with it because I think this verse is important for understanding where we are in our culture today. And the reality is we're not that much farther morally than they were in the first couple of centuries. But things are different. Obviously, that's true. But we're going to start with Paul talking to the Romans 
which were kind of like us, non-Jewish people who were trying to figure out their way, and many of them were not doing well at that. So in their secular society, what Paul wrote is, uh, this is uh, Romans one twenty one. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. In other words, people who thought they were really, really smart and had all the answers got rid of God because they didn't need God anymore. And that's what I was talking about in the opener. They were Paul was in a culture then that was just like this. We are in a culture now that is just like this, spiritual but not religious. There's a bunch of episodes that I've done about where the culture is spiritually. I'm not going to go into all of that today. You can go back and listen to some of those. But the reality, the truth is, we are in that place, and we continue to be in that place. And it is a foolish and dark place. That's just the reality of it. And that's not my words. Those are Paul's. But the truth of it is still the same. And the reason is, this is the human condition. And we're still doing human condition things. You can pretend that through reason and science and everything else, you can rise above the need for God. But the reality is, the reality is, truth will win the day. And the truth is, there is a God. And on this Thanksgiving, I plan to, and I hope you plan to celebrate all that God has given. So we're going to go back in time a little bit. We're going to go to around 400 years ago, because 400 years ago, around November 11th, the pilgrims arrived to what is now Cape Cod, and they signed the Mayflower Compact. They committed to each other and to God, the author and provider of their lives. 400 years and some later, we celebrate Thanksgiving to the same God who provides everything we have and everything we need. But... If you have been watching the news or reading the news, or if you're under 40 and you went to school, chances are you were taught that pilgrims and the first settlers of America were racist and genocidal and colonizers who murdered everyone and killed everyone and stole other things, etc., etc. And while no one is perfect and everybody makes their mistakes and all civilizations can be judged harshly from the future, this view of history is just plain wrong. We did just pass uh, the 400th anniversary of the pilgrims landing on Plymouth Rock. And they came here for freedom. They came here specifically for religious freedom. You see, they were fleeing a king. And actually, a few monarchies in other different countries, especially England, we'll stick to England for now, these countries allowed worship of only a certain thing, or really only a certain person. And the king of England, King James, had actually declared himself God and king and asked that people worship only him or at least through him. People who actually followed God, the God of the Bible, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Jesus as the Son of God, knew that worshiping a human God king was not okay. So they left and they found another place where they could worship in freedom. It was these pilgrims who landed on about November 11th, 1620, and then around a year later celebrated the first Thanksgiving, which we commemorate today in the same fashion. But the reason we celebrate has been so lost in the weeds of consumerism and Black Friday and uh, again, protests against colonization. I read a bunch of articles today. I'm not even going to post any of them or repeat any of them. If you didn't see them, I'll just say, great. Let's just stick with what I'm telling you. Again, you don't have to believe anything I tell you. You can go look all of these facts up. But Thanksgiving is about thanking God. And the story of Thanksgiving is a story of faith and a story of providence because God provides, God blesses, and we are thankful for God's abundance, just like the pilgrims were back then. Um, If you are an atheist, 
or you don't believe in God, I'm actually not sure what you're thankful for. I was thinking about that today and trying to figure out what to say about it, but I, I don't know what you're thankful for if you don't believe in God, or if you don't believe in a specific God, like the God of the Bible, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob uh, with Jesus, because there's no God in your world, so what are you thinking? Or specifically, who are you thinking? And according to the stream of science, we just appeared by some kind of accident. So are you thinking the accident? Or more specifically, are you thinking your parents who birthed you? But what about their parents? And their parents and their parents and on and on and on. And again, you go back far enough and you're back to this accidental glob of goo or something that turned into a human at some point. So who are you thinking? That doesn't make sense to me and it's never made sense to me. On the other hand, if there is a God, we can be eternally thankful. Because that God loves you and cares about you and cares about you enough to provide the exact circumstance for your life to thrive on this planet right now. And we can actually be eternally grateful. And that's really the beginning of our praise, the beginning of worship. The whole idea of worship is that God is worthy because God is the one who provided and he created at the beginning and that didn't tire him out. And he created us and humanity has gone through several ups and downs and ins and outs. But through Jesus, we have salvation. We have new life in Christ. And we are thankful and we can worship God because he has done so much for us. And we can have gratitude. We were talking about ingratitude earlier. But because of God, we can have gratitude. The pilgrims, the founders, many other American leaders since, they knew that God was the source. And our object of thanks in this whole Thanksgiving season, beginning at that first Thanksgiving, is God. Our object of thanks and thanksgiving is God. Thanksgiving is rooted in God. It is not rooted in Black Friday or Turkey or dinners with family and friends, even though that's nice. No, Thanksgiving is rooted in God. And really, Thanksgiving is similar to the 4th of July because it's how God provided a space for this freedom of religion that I talked about earlier. And it set up a government by the people, for the people, not a tyrant, not a king, not a king that would say, you can only worship in one way. And they set this up specifically so your religious freedom could be exercised. And unfortunately, we're in this space now where <laughs> we've seen over the last year, we continue to see weird and different ways that the government is trying to say you can only worship in a certain way or at a certain time or in a certain place. This is going right back to the thing that we escaped so many years ago. But this nation, even back to 1620, was built on the rule of God and the providence of God. And that is why self-government is necessary. Because it leaves room for God to rule. Not a king, not a tyrant. This whole form of government actually doesn't even work without God. And that is the very problem we're having now. Because morality and then government... You can govern yourself morally. Then because you've governed yourself, you can govern those around you morally. Without that, there is no way to govern. And we're seeing that. And I've reported on many stories like that. And we'll continue to as long as God gives me breath. Because we're in this space where morality shifts and changes based on circumstances of who is involved in a particular dilemma or sticky situation. 
you either get full justice or full, uh, what do I say, grace, I guess, based on who you are or what you look like or where you come from. That's not justice. That is, uh, that's judging people on things outside of this base level of morality. And we can't do that as a nation. This nation wasn't founded like that. And this nation cannot proceed if we continue going down this way. The reality is we will never be united as a nation again until, or if even, we turn back to God. And at this point, with all of the stats that I've read you on previous episodes, with atheism on the rise in the current generation, not maybe believing in some kind of God, but not the God of the Bible, maybe believing in some kind of Jesus, but not the Jesus of the Bible, I don't know how all of the people can get back to God. I don't know if that's possible. That one is beyond my pay grade, and I pray about that, and I trust that to God, and God has the power to change hearts and he has the power to raise up leaders and believers who will fulfill the commandment to go and make disciples and god still says that the harvest is plenty that's why thanksgiving is such a great time because thanksgiving is harvest time and at harvest time we think not only about the provision that god has given through food and resources but the provision that he's given in souls and that's really important Really, that's the most important thing. Everything else will fade away, but it, the body of Christ, the souls of the believers, have an eternity with God to look forward to. So we're in a weird spot in terms of country, and that's important to note, and it's important that we figure out what we're doing with that. So if you're a believer, where do you stand on all of this? And even going back to the founding and just after the founding, they were wrestling with some of these same things. In 1777, Sam Adams, the beer guy, but more known for other things besides the beer at the time, he created this holiday of Thanksgiving because the founders realized if we wanted to be blessed by God, we needed to acknowledge the blessing we already have and we need to give thanks. The Constitution was founded to continue to uphold the religious freedom found through self-government in things like that Mayflower Compact and some other state constitutions. Some have said that believe in God and self-government are two sides of the same coin. If you have self-government, you have to have a belief in God. If you have atheism or no belief in God, it ends in tyranny every time. I believe we're seeing some of that now because of the rise of atheism. We're seeing more tyrannical moves by leaders and politicians throughout the country because they have to maintain control because we cannot control ourselves. So someone will step in and fill that void. If you aren't controlling yourself, someone's going to control you. And if the people that are having the power, the people that are in the place of controlling, if they don't believe in God, they're just going to tell you what they think you should do, regardless of any foundational morality. We don't have a king in America, but we do have a small G God. And whether you call that science or the experts or the politicians or the ruling class or this new priestly class or whatever, we do have a God and many have bowed down before this God. They believe in these things religiously and you see that played out. You see it played out especially on social media, but also in the news and other places. 
You can't be in the kingdom of their God if you don't bow down before it. And again, if you don't believe me, just go and post something that you know is not allowed on social media and see what happens to you. See how long you stay on social media. Or even worse, go and say something that is against the current culture at your job or at your school. I guarantee something will happen and probably not what you want. (laughs) This governing elite are the new priests of this kingdom, and we see that playing out more and more every day. Back to 1777, December 17th, the founders set aside a day of thanksgiving to acknowledge with gratitude their obligation to him, that's God, for benefits received and to implore further blessings as they have need. I love that prayer. And they issued a prayer to God to nurture, quote, the schools and seminaries of education so necessary for cultivating the principles of true liberty, virtue, and piety, end quote. That's a really important quote because education does bring about morality. We know that and we see that. Unfortunately, one of the things that we've seen through all of these Zoom school things and other points in this last year is that the morality many schools are teaching our students, our children, is not the right morality. I am encouraged that certain parents, moms, and dads are standing up to this and saying, We don't want our kids taught this. Then you have other leaders uh, in government and in teachers unions and other places saying, you, the parent, don't get to say what your kids are learning. Trust us. Again, we're the experts. That's what they're saying. We, I have a bunch of different episodes on that. You can go back and listen to those. I won't go more into that right now. But to put a point on it, yes, you do. You, parent, you, mom, you, dad, do have the authority over your child to teach them the values and the morals of this life. Back to 1789, this nation marked a day of thanksgiving on November 26th by George Washington calling for a day of public thanksgiving and prayer, quote, to beseech God to pardon our national and other transgressions, our sins, and to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, end quote. Can you imagine the president giving a statement like that today and actually meaning it? But this is what Thanksgiving looked like. And before 1863, when Lincoln established it as the permanent fixed day on the last Thursday of November, that's what Thanksgiving was all about. Maybe not for everybody in the country, but for a large majority of people in the country. And we knew that our morality and our very value and dependence was on and from God. We turned our dependence to God. God gave us everything we have, everything we need, and even more than we could ask or imagine. But without God, self-government doesn't work, and that's really the place we are now. Without the acknowledgement of our dependence on God and his provision, we cannot govern ourselves because we have no moral foundation. So we impose the will of a utilitarian or tyrannical worldview upon people. That's the only thing we can do. Something is going to come in and organize the chaos. And what is it going to be? Our self-rule based on our morality, based on God, or someone's idea. Those are the only options. There are no other options. This whole plan by certain people in media and academia and politics to tear down the systems and replace them with something else, don't have a good something else to replace them with. And that's really a big problem. They think that all of this freedom, all of this prosperity came out of nothing, just like the Big Bang. 
it just doesn't work that way. Just like the Big Bang, everything comes from something. This freedom we have came from a lot of sacrifice and prayers like this. A lot of trust in the God that we depend on and gives us all that we have. So we don't live in that country anymore, unfortunately. The leaders don't know. They definitely don't rely on God. They want you to trust them or trust the science uh, or, or trust them because they're your betters. They're sophisticated elites. They know things that you don't know. Maybe I would say they've become their own gods. I turn back to Romans 1, 21. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. They became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Romans 1, 21. This culture's morality is exactly backwards because it's not based on God. It's based on random human ideas about right and wrong and thereby based on shifting sand with no foundation. So we may not be thankful for where the country is going or this country's leaders or the tyranny that's growing more and more rampant and commonplace every single day. We are thankful for a God who does not slumber, who does not sleep, who cares for you, who loves you, who fights for you. And we have no reason to fear. This is all in God's plan. And he is allowing this for a certain reason. I don't know exactly what it is, but we're moving this way. And I hope and I pray that as we move into this place, people will realize, depending on these leaders, depending on this country, depending on the politicians and the academics and those that know more than you, isn't going to get you anywhere. And really, the only thing to depend on is God, period. Unlike the first Thanksgiving, where they were literally thankful to have anything to eat, we have more than we need in almost every area, but we are spiritually starving. So we need to pray for each other. We need to pray for this country. We need to pray for its leaders. We need to pray for revival and return to God as the provider of everything. This is our thanksgiving. We are thankful for God providing. We are thankful for the abundance of resources. And we are thankful for the opportunity to be dependent on God for our spiritual food, for our spiritual health. And we can shout like the proclamation, maybe one of the best ones in the Bible in Revelation 7, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Revelation 7.12. As always, God bless, happy thanksgiving, and keep the faith.